You guys want to do some more poetry? Really? Really? stand was broken last week so love it spike everybody uh, this is called easy go indoor fireworks tranquilize my typewriter pulse with the fanfare of spoon and ice cream bowl and butt groove and desk chair Greet the aimless overcast with the contented smile of the lazy avoiding work. Fuzzy kitty paws at the door to fleeting sunlight, but comes back discouraged and hungry. Day is looking easier, slowly, slowly slipping into her nightgown. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Robert. All right, and this is a free write about things to be happy about. A spoonful of cookies and cream gliding onto the tongue. My lover's hair in the bathroom drain. Blonde, curly hair like sun-kissed corn silk. Black sesame, Chinese, and Japanese noodles. Long, jet-black hair like polished ebony and moon shadow. The Betty Page haircut plus tattoos. Cherry blossoms. Cheese with almost anything. Ditto bacon. Green tea, just hot enough to drink without burning the tongue. Cold, strong tea, any kind. The silliness and innocence of butterfly kisses. Chicken noodle soup with rosemary. Poetry read aloud in the author's true voice. Anything with caramel. The crisp tang, <laughs> the crisp tang of vinegar with citrus. The sweetness and depth it adds to noodle dishes. Holding hands even though neither of your palms will stop sweating. Your plane landing anywhere. <laughs> Laying by the lake. Scattered sunlight in the tree leaves. An eagle swooping low to catch fish. Pudding in a squeeze bottle. <laughs> It'll change your life. A pristine Japanese white peach. Pizza by the slice. Fuzzy kitties. Fluffy kitties. There are many other types of kitties. I will not list them all. Hello kitties. Hello kitties. Also goodbye kitties. The moment you recognize that a goal has been accomplished, that something you wanted to do has just happened, that it's time to rest on your laurels for a second and then maybe set a new goal. 
But for tonight, you're going to probably be drinking some beer. <laughs> Looking forward to what comes next. And Hawaiian chili pepper water. Thank you. That was the grossly talented Spike, everybody. Everybody. Hey, Scott. Scott Casey. This is a piece that I've never read before, uh, so you have to forgive me if there's some stumbles on it. And this. To roar with Hart Crane aboard a ship of fools, 1932 from Mexico to New York, to become a perpetual force of nature, to sing that bridge song, O harp and altar of fury fused, to pound on Peggy's door, to descend into the crew for rough sex or a good fight, God to drink poetry. Violent and beautiful poetry, that's the only way out is over, into the ocean and down to touch bottom. Full fathoms five, I imagined, Hart Crane is laughing. Or give us Rilke on fire after ten quiet years, winter of 1922, Mizzou. A god can do it, but will you tell me how a man can penetrate through the lyre strings? To cry out among the hierarchies of those annihilating angels, to be heard, touched, and suffer the madness of such ecstasy. Our mind is split. And at the shadowed crossing of the heart roads, there's no temple for Apollo. Would a devil or a demon abide such weakness as that which keeps us double-minded? Or, yes, Beethoven, October 1802, Schilgenstadt. Ah, it seemed to me impossible to leave the world until I had brought forth all I felt was within me. So I endured this wretched existence. To demand these things, to be brought forth, to wrestle the angel into submission, to rape the muse, convince her, to stand against the entire universe and create such music. Brothers, you should run your race as a hero going to conquest. To be sick, diseased, to be sick and diseased with God. To be crutched, crippled and broken, beaten, battered by God. Towards this only, this holy madness, towards this only. Thank you. Scott Casey, everybody. Words and coffee. Next up, have you read here before? Is this your first time? First timer, everybody. Be super nice. It's uh, Helios. Knock this octagonal octave off this spotless imposter's office desk before you head west. Twist the handle at the faucet, albatross it round your neck for the heck of it for a week, then toss it. Supine indifference, such defenseless senselessness. It's arresting, divesting its goods. 
<laughs> which are an incredibly horrible menagerie of oracles, perfectly set faces flat dropping back into the blackened alcoves of playing cards. Are you a pre-recorded message, an echo from the empty metal hull of a ship ashore? You're alive in a slurry of suburban gravy, shaved history mirage-like and wavering. Paper-thin wafers test the waters and slaughter probable cause because it complicates the daughter. Father, son, moon, mother, smothered under layers of welcome overstairs, players of the same game, trained to kill or be boring, storing their family vacations, snaps with the rest of their crap on an external disk drive, thriving off dealing in fact. Plastic parlor tricks in the fast lane. Take a left on bruise perusal. Don't use your turn signal. Get biblical down at the fishing hole. Hey, wait a minute, brother. Is that what you'd call your soul on the hook at the end of the line from your pole? Okay, I'm done. Why, thank you, son. Helios, everybody. Next up, we have a wonderful local poet, Mr. McBride. Andrew McBride, everybody. This is a poem by Tony Hoagland, What Narcissism Means to Me. There's socialism and communism and capitalism, said Neil. And there's feminism and hedonism. And there's Catholicism and bipedalism and consumerism. But I think narcissism is the system that means the most to me. <laughs> said, And Sylvia said that in Neil's case... Narcissism represented a heroic achievement in positive thinking. And Anne, who calls everybody sweetie pie, whether she cares for them or not, Anne lit a cigarette and said, only miserable people will tell you that love has to be deserved. And when I heard that, a distant chime went off for me remembering a time when I believed that I could simply live without it. Neil had grilled the corn and sliced the onions into thick white disks and piled the wet green pickles up in stacks like coins, and his chef's cap was leaning sideways like a mushroom cloud. Then Ethan said that in his opinion, if you're going to mess around with self-love, you shouldn't just rush into a relationship. <laughs> and, and Sylvia was weeping softly now, looking down into her wine cooler and potato chips. And then the hamburgers were done, just as the sunset in the background started cutting through the charcoal clouds exposing their insides, black, streaked, dark red, like a slab of scorched rare steak, delicious but unhealthy, or, depending on your perspective, unhealthy but delicious, the way that deep inside the misery of daily life, 
Love lies bleeding. Thank you. That's Tony Hoagland. Thanks, Andrew McBride. Give me another hand. All right, next up, I'm going to call you right up, Ray. It's Ray. So this is called Correction, Two of Wands, not Two of Swords. When reading too fast, we may have the tendency to make simple, subconscious, technical mistakes. Of that sort, I made the other day. A careful, slow, and steady survey placed in the realization a cross of conflict and dismay. If only I would learn this already. Relax. Take a single breath, long and slow, like we do when we smoke. Hold it in. Don't let it go. Now count down. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and so on. At zero, breathe out. But careful now. Fast here is not the way to go. We are taught so long to live at the pace of an electrical pulse, the firing of a nerve, a synapse, a single thought. We run races around races trying to get there before anything else. Don't we recall? Evolution who birthed us is slow, tracing patterns in tree lines and decals and wingtips and colors of eyes or, eyes or shades of blindness in the dark fading white to black through every gradient of gray over thousands of cycles, years on years without end. Not six months ago, half alone, in the middle of nowhere, I learned how long an antique saw takes to cut through a cedar seven times as tall as us. Narrow and, narrow and young it was, but the sun was setting before its green limbs were cut off. I kept a piece of it and oiled it and oiled it and oiled it, and even now a red stain still soaks into the cloth when I rub it down. Such a slow and steady mythology we come from. Why do we think we can, must, ought to rush around? The grinding, the grinding, grating, burning tension and the expectancy of a single kiss lasts as long in the, as the moment between the thought and the delay. We have learned socially to stretch it out much beyond reason to the point of suffering and pain. But other things at a better pace stretch before us like yawns and years, a hundred times better slow and easy than the stress of building up the moment. A steady rhythm beats against our interlaced hearts like the ocean on the rocks of this Pacific shore. They rattle, clink, and clatter against one another. Slowly those stones will wear down to become sand across the spans. Other lands with other names where other, where other lovers try just as hard to breathe slow and steady against a hotly rising tide. Have you two breathed in again? How long did it take? Thank you. Thanks, Ray. That was Ray, everybody. And I'm stoked. The microphone stand is holding together great. Yeah, see? Even the guy outside. Didn't think he was listening, but he was, because he couldn't not. Uh, okay, uh, next up, we got Lance, everybody. Stone. This body imprisons me no longer. Alas, I may replenish this life, 
in alignment of God's to watch over my reality, to release the fear and to relinquish my control into my soul, a unity not seen since the lost ancestors walked this earth with love in their hearts. Thank you. Sweet, that was Lance. I had asked Dobby to come up next, and I think he would like to come up and read for you. I think we would like to hear it. I love song. They sat naked, unseen by neighbors, under the shade of the awning after climbing out of the cedar hot tub. Pink and white apple blossoms from the tree overhead parachuted quietly onto the jacuzzi liquid of the wooden pool. A breeze brushed across their legs, which were stretched out into the sunlight of the late afternoon. They had aged together, their children gone, children of their own. A tiny titmouse flew into the bush, rustling the leaves as it did. Another followed. A swallow of potent licorice ouzo heightened his senses as he realized his powerful love for her. Twenty-five falls, twenty-five springs, and her eyes were still the same. She didn't like him to drink, never had. Yet she sipped the Chardonnay and wondered about that which they had shared. How long would it last? A relationship is another child that was to be nurtured, nourished, and had been. His bypass had been the last of many crises. The long-time various Sheilas and Colleen's, Brett and Lester's, had been others. How long would this thing last until the breeze no longer brushes their naked legs? Thanks, Dobby. Uh, hey, next up we got Ori. Come on. I want to wear more tokens. You should wear a simple choker. I hate those horse heels. Glass is good when good. Our simplest cloth is restricted. Your two camps are both hilarious, terrible, one harsh, one bleeding. So I want to be sexier, but it's a hard, blurry line. I wake up understanding, coast the day in a way, lose the feeling, freedom, at nightfall, guilty, fearful. You have to be the one to judge, but which one? And then none come. Some smile. Some look like I must. That's one. Thank you. That was Ori, everybody. Give him a hand. Okay, uh, so next, uh, we're gonna keep moving along. Uh, Nick Thacker. Is that right? Thacker. K, K E R. Thacker, not Thatcher. Thacker. Subterranean disturbances waiting for the L train. Lorimer Street, whose air doesn't move on its own, whose air is empty and black. Air made into wind by passing trains that pilot through rivers and don't get wet. Lorimer Street, whose columns hide sneaking glances, whose columns support buskers and bankers, and me and you. Columns withstand hurricanes and hold the ground up. 
whose lights are white noise made of mercury and sound like bumblebees. Lights help eyes avoid contact with other eyes and direct them instead to books. Lorimer Street, whose echoes are made into wind by a passing train that will take us both somewhere else. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. It was Nick. Nick Thacker. Uh, next up, we have a great poet, local poet. Mr. Andrew Pine is going to prefer us with his word. Tired, I had to go home early that day. I did not know what had moved me, except I suspected a mechanization, some inner working being stripped bare by the August sunlight, the only month in this town when shadows are both formed and destroyed, when they shift from licking the holes of trees to the ego death of night, when even the unanswered call of crickets can withstand your ear-splitting music as you drive back from the party where no one knew your name. And the music is meant for oblivion because noise in your head of any species is unbearable. I pass one tree after another, unsure of my destination until I found myself in the forest behind a house. Midway through my life, there was something important winding its way through my head. Grocery lists, insecurity lists, lists of books I had read and those I hadn't, a list of everyone I had to call, grandmother, mother, the loan agency before dinner, and all the names I had called myself, motherfucker, loser, stupid, and of course selfish. Farther away from the house, a creek rustled up from underneath the brush, cool water breaking left, right, an endless return to the ocean or lake. It became visible and meters later vanished, fragmented into a thousand branches, the neurons of the earth scattered across the land upon which I wandered, searching something vital, bright, and capable of removing me from my machine. Thanks. Sandra Pine, another tall poet. Next up, we have the Doctor of Dirt, Doctor Gary Wade. It's snakes. It's snakes is what they are, bred in Eden, born in beer halls, and tutored in boardrooms where they learn to speak in sibilant sophistication. It's snakes is what they are. Coiled on the backs and collaring the dogs of war, loosed from the kennels of howling Burton, streaming in lodgings or posts or crews or covens, keeping hidden what words to call them. Its snakes is what they are, nested in the sward about the flagpole, ascending the silver shaft as though they are caduceuses. They flash silver stars in their white eyes, with blood red. With blood bright and blue stripes on their backs, coiled to hide gold yellowed bellies, its snakes is what they are. Coiled around the tubes in midday television, hissing from the transistors of the late night radio, they've sunk their fangs into the soles of the talking heads whose flickering forked tongues have hijacked our language, now fluent with words of oil. Its snakes is what they are. Essing silently through the weeds that gardeners now are afraid to mow, fearing a strike at the heel, a punctured calf. They know that vipers lurking in the shrubs can swiftly lash out and hold you in the ass. 
It's snakes is what they are, owning the roads at intersections, littering the hurricaned swamps with roadkill, their glowering slitted eyes at night turning wayfarers toward black camps by dark water. It's snakes is what they are in brown shirts and black uniforms retailored with new badges shining golden like the old their concealed fasces gleam with corruption they are serpents who serve themselves not god nor mankind all its snakes is what they are and they come for us all we might save ourselves if we strike at their necks but if you would strike to their crooked path then a snake then too are you Thank you. So that's Gary Wade, everybody. Next up, we got, well, last up, Robert Lashley, everybody. This is one of my favorite poems. Um, it's Sex Without Love by Sharon Olds. How do they do it? The ones who make love without love, beautiful as dancers, gliding over each other like ice skaters over the ice, fingers hooked inside each other's bodies, faces red as steak, wine. What is the children at birth whose mothers are going to give them away? How do they come to the God how do they come to the still waters and not love the one who came there with him? Them. Light rising slowly steamed off their joined skin. These are the true religious, the purest, the pros, the ones who will not accept the false messiah, love the priest instead of the God. They do not mistake the lover for their own pleasure. They are like great runners. They know they are alone with the road surface. The cold, the wind, the fit of their shoes, their overall cardiovascular health, just factors, like the partner in the bed, and not the truth, which is the single body alone in the universe against its own best time. Thank you very much. All right, that was it. Hey, uh, Robert Lashley, reading Sharon Olds. So, uh, bye. This microphone reeks of poetry.